0: Everyone, welcome to ftk q and a session forty two. I'm your host Joel, and this week I'm joined by Andy Buchanan. How are
1: you, Andy? I'm good, thanks, Joel. I was actually expecting you to say my own name then, and I was a little bit nervous as to how I was going to say Andy, so I'm glad I'm glad that you said it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quite funny. We were just having a laugh off air when I was going through some of your notes. Um, I'd written Andy Buchanan, and then underneath, I was like, had written was on, ep twenty two. So to tell the listeners to go back and listen to uh, episode twenty two, the last time Andy was on, and I'd actually written was on EPO instead of <laughs> instead of yeah. episode. And I just looked at it and I was like, oh, lucky I didn't read that out. So that would well, just have not yeah, read it out anyway.
1: You have given the timing. It's uh, it's not great, but. Um, I was on. <laughs> Episode twenty two. So we'll just uh, we'll leave it at there. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> How's everything going, man? Yeah, good, good, good. I'm going well actually. Um, yeah, so I've got a got a marathon coming up, and I don't know. I really like Easter time. It's it's good weather, good training, uh, good time for training, and um, yeah, nearly on school holidays. So I'm pretty pretty good at the moment.
0: Most people say they like Easter time because of chocolate, not training.
1: Yeah, no, I just. I don't know. I really like like in Bendigo. There's a really big parade. Like random fact about fact about Bendigo. We actually have the longest imperial dragon in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> so like there's this massive Easter parade <laughs> and there's this dragon and it's like I think it's like 150 meters long. Like it is huge. Yeah, massive and um, goes through the streets and it's like massive turnout. There's um, oh, I ask Jack actually. There's a mile. Before, of course Jack
0: knows that.
1: Yeah, there's a mile before this parade, and he actually he won it a few years ago. And it's like you'd have you'd run in front of like 10,000 people. Um, actually. Yeah, legit. Yeah, it's literally it's packed and it's I can't
0: tell it's it's really you like cool the dry spot. sense of humor, or you're just hundred percent
1: serious. No, no, it's I'm hundred percent serious. Okay, like we're talk-
0: gonna need some the listeners after hearing this are gonna need some uh, photo photographic evidence yep. after yep. of not only the crowd Red is the rate. mile happening this year?
1: The mile is happening this okay. year. So we want a, uh, we
0: want we want a photo of the mile. We want a photo yep. of the crowd. We want a photo yep. of the dragon.
1: Yep. Yep. Can do. And if, if we don't
0: get those three photos, then we just cancel this whole podcast. and delete That's, it.
1: Yeah. Whole, as in this individual podcast, or your whole the whole <laughs> FDK, <laughs> <laughs> all podcasts around the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Andy. No,
1: I'll do that. I'll do all those things. It's really cool. Actually, like legit, talk to Jack because I can. He did it a few years ago, and it's very unique. So,
0: okay, that's cool. Great. Well, yeah. unfortunately, you won't be doing that mile because, as you mentioned, you are racing Hamburg Marathon, which is on yeah. Sunday, the twenty third of April. So, um, as the listeners will know, this year uh, we've shifted focus away from the Q and As, f- away from Brett and myself, and we have uh, p- put it out to either experts or elite athletes and we've only had one elite athlete being Ryan Gregson so far so we thought what better um, what better way to have another one on with you um, with this marathon coming up we as mentioned before we've had you on uh, episode 22 and when it got into you know how you got into running and sort of all, all that stuff um, there so if you want to get a bit more info on Andy, Uh, go back and listen to that. But yeah, this is pretty much all about that marathon coming up. Um, I'm sure the listeners are going to be super interested in what you're up to. So before we uh, move on, did you want to take us through a training week?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, So I'll do, I'll do last week. So, we're recording on a Wednesday. So, I figured we'll do the week before because I was the full week. So And the perfect Um, thing about
0: this before you get started is that obviously our listeners are following Brett's journey for London Marathon. Now, London's actually on the same weekend as
1: Hamburg. Um, Yes. I'm pretty sure it's the same day.
0: It's the same day. Sunday, 23rd of April. Was there any reason why you chose Hamburg over London?
1: Yeah, a few reasons. Um, so I originally chose Ham. So I did Hamburg last year as my debut, and, yes, and that's where you
0: did you run two twelve twenty three.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. It was yeah. I think that I think that's it. Sounds
0: it, about right. Come I, on. <laughs> surely you know your I, own
1: marathon PB. No, I know it's two twelve twenty something, but I couldn't tell you the second. But you said it with such confidence. I'll <laughs> I'll believe you. Two twelve twenty
0: three. That's it.
1: Yeah. So that is where I ran it, and for me. Uh, I'm a school teacher and the marathon falls in the last weekend of school holidays which is perfect (laughs) for me because I can have like two weeks like because when you go overseas you need I find you need at least probably like eight to ten days to get used to like the time zone and all that kind of stuff so for me it's easiest because I don't have to take time off work so that's that's part of the reason why I chose Hamburg and then Personally, for me, like London looks like a great marathon, but it's very focused on those top end guys. Mm. And like I'm running two o four, two o six, two o eight kind of a pace. So like, I feel like if you're running 210, 211 or two twelve, there's not really groups um, helping you out for that. Whereas at Hamburg last year, I had three pace, no four pacemakers for two eleven thirty pace. Um, and you just wouldn't get that at London because they focus on the the big dogs kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why I kind of do the 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 B grade marathons, as I kind of call them, because those A ones are just they're just too fast, um, mind you. So
0: that, Hamburg's still going to be one in something ridiculously fast. So it will be, yeah. It's sort it's, of, it's, it's more that depth. It's it, although you might call it a B grade in terms of um, you know the, the what tenth place is running, but um, yeah. first place is still going to be yeah, still going to be running pretty
1: bloody fast yeah well it's actually where kip chogi ran his first marathon um and i think he ran like 20 206 or 207 for his first one which is pretty crazy so it's still it's still a good marathon it's really well organized um and i just i, I don't know i had a, such good experience last year and i'm going to go back there kind of knowing how everything works like i know where the race hotel is i know what the drink setup is i know all that kind of stuff so i think it's just going to be a bit easier makes um, it so much easier far mm, yeah, less exactly. nerve-wracking
0: too, I imagine. You're just going to be a lot more relaxed where you know everything.
1: Yeah. Well, last year when I went over there, like you just go into this race hotel and like I'm just this Australian like, and I felt so out of place. Like hardly anyone was speaking English. I didn't know a single person there and you're just like, holy shit, what am I doing here? Like I felt like I was like a bit of an imposer. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't belong here. Like I was really bizarre. But then I I was a bit annoyed. I finally got to know some guys. An, an
0: imposter or a poser or both? Imposter.
1: <laughs> imposter. Sorry. <laughs>
0: thought yeah. I'd
1: just clarify that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I finally got to know some guys on the last night I was there and that made it a lot better. But it was just like I just felt, I don't know, it was just weird. So it's going to be good going back there and knowing some of the people and all that kind of stuff. What did you, so finish, is,
0: what did you finish last year when you went 212?
1: Do you remember? Oh. I don't remember. I know I was the first white guy, so that's kind of like I was really proud of that. Um, yeah, there you go. But I reckon, I reckon I might have been like between tenth and fifteenth. Um, it's really well supported by NN Running, so they have a lot of their guys that do it, uh, like Kisser uh, from Uganda. Yeah. He he finished, I think, first or second. It was like a sprint finish. Yeah, being um, the
0: first non-African is quite that's yeah quite an achievement.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, they were really happy to have me back again, um, which was good. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But we'll get on to this week. Um, so Monday I ran in the morning. Um, this was actually pre well, – this was daylight savings time. So I ran at 6.30 and needed a head torch, which is probably something that you've n- never done before. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, I need to come up with a better loop because it's a pretty, pretty hilly, pretty rocky – Traily kind of loop and just the head torch wasn't cutting it. So that was 16.5K. Uh, um, so that was Monday morning. Um, and then I just did a double in the afternoon, um, which the was auto. just 7.5K. Nice. Uh, yep. That is uh, one of my favorites. And then <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday just did uh, with my job at school, I'm a running coach. So I just do uh, a bit of a jog in the morning. So that was... Just over five K with the kids. Um, Tuesday session, we were at the track. Uh, pretty big session was three by
0: now, is this three by, by two K,
1: four by four. Yep, this is after work. So this okay, is we true. start at four thirty.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. So the the PM grind. Um which it's it took me after being up at Falls because sorry, this week might go for a little bit, but um after got, being up at man, Falls you're the like, guest, can
0: take as long as you want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was like I think I was up at Falls for twelve weeks, so I got very used to like the nine thirty um, routine, which was really nice. And my first few weeks back at work, it was such a struggle. Like you having to train after work,
0: twelve weeks—that's yeah, well, I did. Yeah, because you did the stint before uh, World Cross Trials, right?
1: Yep, yeah, did the stint and then went to World Cross Trials. Came home for a week, went to work for a day, and then went back up there for I think it was like four or five weeks. <laughs>
0: You know what I'm pitching. I'm pitching you going back to work. For, you, the second trip wasn't even planned, but you went back to work for a day and then got home and went, no, nah, fuck this. I'm going straight back up the mountain.
1: The best part <laughs> was that day was a pupil-free day. So it was the very first day of school, no kids. and, I was <laughs> and my, my colleagues were just hating on me because they've got to pick up my classes while I'm gone and like oh, you no. come for a day and it's not even a day when kids are here. So um, yeah, I enjoyed that. So yeah, this Tuesday session was After school, um, so he has three by 2k, four by 400, and then a 2k, um, just a jog lap between all the, um, like the 2ks and 200 meters between the 400s, um, around 608, 557, 551 for those 2k's, um, 68, 68, 68, 68 for the fours. I find in marathon training it's really. It's really strange because you don't have that next gear, but you feel really comfortable, but you can't run any faster. Like I felt like I could run 68 all day, but you asked me to go run like a 66 and it feels really hard. Um, So that's just me. And then the last two.
0: I think it's just, yeah, yeah, you're obviously so fit, but just, yeah, taking up, up a step, it's just almost impossible.
1: Yeah. And I think you've just always got that that fatigue in your legs. Um, like when you're running 180, 190 K a week, you, you always like three or four days after a 38 K run or a, like a 30 K run or a massive session kind of thing. So I think that takes it out of you. So you just, I'm, when I'm doing that, I'm like, Hey, I don't need to run any faster than a, like a 73, 74. So don't get too caught up with this. Um, but then my last two K actually felt pretty good and ran 5:39. So I was happy with that session, wow. uh, 12 K total. So, but I think you know what it's like with that last rep. You just like, oh, this is the last one, kind of thing. You can always push that a little bit more. Um, that's a, that's when, a
0: really gentle way of saying you last rep hero.
1: <laughs> yes, but in my defence, I did all them solo. So is it a last rep hero if you're doing no, it solo?
0: No, no, you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a good so, defence um, there. Thanks. I, yeah, I was ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Wednesday was my midweek long. This is my least favorite run of the week. Uh, 28K at 3.53s for an hour 49. That's moving Um, for
0: a midweek long. See, that's –
1: yeah, I purposely run – like I run pretty – not slow, but I don't run fast. Like say comparing myself to Brett, I see a lot of his runs – 405s, 410s. Um, but I think because I run through the bush and run over a lot of hills, a lot of my runs are 430s, 440s kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with this one, I stick to the flat and it feels – I don't really like it because I'm used to just being super chilled when I'm running and not even like like you're having a full conversation, life's good, it's not hard. Whereas this, you're like you're working that little bit but not too much and it's just a bit of a grind. Um, so I'm always happy to get at this – run done. I normally try to average around 4-minute K pace, but um, I've got a mate, Ned, who comes on the bike and he um, just kind of half wheels me a little bit, not on purpose, <laughs> and then you just kind of get going faster and faster and it's a bit of a, yeah. But when you um, say you're I, averaging
0: 4s, how long does it yep. take you to sort of get down to that 4-minute Ks? Surely you're not 4-minute yep. Ks straight nah. out of the K? Nah,
1: it's probably 2 or 3K at least. Um, and especially from my house, it's uphill for the first K, so That's always like I would rarely run faster than 440s. Yeah, and then it's kind of like you might do a 420 and then you kind of get down to 405 and then but yeah. I don't I so don't pay attention end,
0: towards the end you're probably rolling 340s
1: yeah probably not co- yeah yeah probably a little bit slower but I just have my heart rate on um just to make sure I'm not I'm not going too hard um yeah. especially when like there's a in Bendigo it's really hard to run flat so there's a few little rolling hills in this and I just pay attention to that and try and keep it well and truly under 150, trying to average kind of around that 145. Um, and that's all I pay attention to. I don't have my pace on, so it's just see so, how I feel there. Um, <clears throat> Thursday. Thursday was with the just the school kids again, so that was a massive run of 3.6K. Um, and then Thursday afternoon, just out, um, what was that, 10 miles, 16K. Um, pretty cruisy run. And then Friday, uh, kind of my marathon uh, specific run of the week, which is something I've done. I've done this three times uh, in all my marathon builds and it's, it's kind of like a time trial effort, nearly like a race effort. Um, 16K and it's just around, we've got this really good loop out in Huntley that's 4.1K around um, and it's dead flat. You get hardly any cars all on the road. Um, so I did 16k there, 303 average. Pretty hard work, um, but felt
0: really
1: good. Felt pretty good. Kind of went through some good patches and yeah, went through good patches and bad patches, which is actually really good to practice because that happens like massively in a marathon. Um, like it's kind of like a like you'd know in a half. Sometimes you have those. You're like 1k. You're like I feel awesome, and then yeah, and the I next that, day you're like I oh shit, no shit am I going to finish? Um, good patch
0: from zero to 2k. And then yeah. 2k to the finish was bad patch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, just wait till you do a marathon because it's so much work. Like the the good patches, they start out yeah, really big and thinking. then they get smaller as the race goes. And then the bad patches start small <laughs> and get bigger. And you're like, it's oh, like diminishing shit. So returns. You're in you're in trouble. Um, yeah, exactly. So that was that was good. Um, Full nutrition practice, uh, which was really good. Had on them that on the bike on again, that, what which is, was great. What is the nutrition um,
0: that you're sort of practicing yep. there?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I had my normal meal before I'd have, which was crumpets, um, and then I'm having my Morton drinks. So I try to have 80 mil every. Well, it's meant to be every 5k, but with these loops, I just commit to doing it every lap. So I had a had four drinks each lap, um, and yeah, just kind of practice drinking that, uh, which was quite hard because I'm used to doing it at kind of like 3.10, 3.12, which is kind of my marathon pace. And running that bit faster, mm, it's really hard to drink line. because it's you're just you're like, yeah. yeah, everything's harder. Um, so it was just good. Um, that's one thing that I'm making sure I'm doing for a few reasons. Like I think I pull up much better because I'm having that nutrition and I'm not like kind of flatlining myself and really depleting myself but then it's also such good practice with my gut and that kind of stuff so
0: yeah that's definitely something we've spoken about on the on the podcast is is that yeah people um should be having you know unless you're trying to train uh going into it under fueled but really like having the carbohydrates while you're training is not just for that specific workout, but it actually helps with the recovery. Like when we had Jess Rothwell and she explained that it actually helps for the recovery for the next day. Because if you go in if you're too depleted in that 16K time trial, you're gonna feel shitter the next day.
1: Yeah. And it's that's the thing, it's um like I see Jess as well. And that's when I started it because I think it is a bit of that old school and I never used to have any nutrition. Like I'd I'd do two and a half hours on a Sunday and not eat breakfast in the morning. Yeah, wow. I could literally just do it fully faster, Not intentionally, but that's just what I was used to. And she was How like… How did you
0: feel towards the end of that?
1: I felt fine. Like, I think I just got so used to it, I was fine. Like, <laughs> I think because so this...
0: used to being malnourished, it was fine. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, when when I told Jess about that, she's like, you've got to stop that. And I'm really glad that I don't do that anymore. And now I make sure I have like when I'm doing big mileage, I'll make sure I have a gel during that just to make sure I'm not, um, yeah, fully depleted. But it's it's a funny feeling after this 16K, like I am um, I go straight to work and I'm like hungry but I don't want to eat because I've yeah. actually taken on a heap of Morton and I've had a heap of carbs and like I'll always have a protein shake and then I'm like, oh, like I do not feel like eating at all. Um, so it's a weird feeling and it's like we do it at 7 o'clock in the morning so it's – um Quite bizarre, but that was a good session. I've ran uh, slightly quicker last year by like ten seconds, but I felt felt comfortable in that, which was which was good. So that's Friday, and I just did half an hour in the evening, um, which wasn't too bad. And then Saturday, uh, a bit over sixteen k, just through the hills in the bush, uh, seventy four minutes, and then a double um, in the afternoon, just six point seven k, thirty one minutes. And then that brings me to Sunday, which was 38k or 38.5k, Uh, two hours 38 at 4.06. So this, uh, my coach Scotty wanted me to do the first two hours, no, the first 20k, sorry, just normal, just running with the group, which was like anywhere between kind of 4.30s and 4.40s. Um, and then he wanted me to do the last hour run kind of 3.45s just to kind of harden the legs up a little bit, um, and that was that was good. It definitely felt a little bit harder than normal because uh, I think there's like 500 meters elevation in that run, um, an average 406s, so it was, it was a little bit harder than normal, but I'm pretty used to doing two and a half every Sunday. Um, so that was my week, which was 191k. Um, and, I'm pretty
0: sure you got Brett.
1: Oh, really? I'm pretty oh, sure. that's good.
0: I don't remember what his, his was, but it, it is yeah, definitely right. interesting. Um, You know, our, our listeners are probably so used to listening to say how Brett is doing his marathon block. Yeah. And it's I find it quite interesting how you, do, you don't You do really do any hour runs. You're getting an extra yeah. sort of few K, you know, a lot of 16, 17 sort of K, 75-minute runs um, as opposed yeah. to hour runs and probably not as many doubles or the doubles that you are doing a uh, piss week with the school kids, like 3K. Yeah. We've got a rule in our group that if it's under, I don't know if there's a rule, Colas told me if it's under 5K, it's not a run.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that and it's I've heard the 20, it's either 20 or 25 minutes. And that is, I fully, I do agree with that. Um, and most times I get above that. But um, yeah, sometimes we're just, we're not running that far with the kids. But um, that is probably one thing that I think, A lot of my loops started out being hours and then as I was looking to up the Ks, they kind of turn into 70, 75. Um, So I've just got to be careful I don't keep progressing up that way and all of a sudden I'm running like 90 minutes. minutes, every
0: time. (laughs) Every every
1: time. Because there is a
0: big difference with especially in that that last 15 minutes of an hour. Like for me even, you mm. know, I'm running nowhere near the Ks you're running um, and I'm still recovering from the race I had on the weekend but I went out for 75 today. And just how I yeah. feel in that like last fifteen minutes, it's almost yeah. it's almost like the same fatigue in that first hour is again in the from sixty yeah. to seventy five.
1: Yeah, now I do agree with that, and it's um yeah I don't know yeah. I just yeah it's just you're also in what a marathon.
0: you marathon training and you need to be running big case and it's obviously what exactly enjoy,
1: so. yeah and that's the thing with work as well. I just don't have the I don't have the time. Um, so kind of when I'm I am out running, I try to make the most of that. Um, and then also I had. Three gym sessions in there as well, so pretty pretty busy week.
0: Jeez, what sort of stuff are you doing in the gym?
1: Um, pretty pretty basic kind of. Uh, so what do I do? My, at the moment, I do a lot of single leg stuff. So um, split squats, deadlifts, um, single leg squats, Bulgarian split squats, walking lunges, um, bit of arm stuff. So yeah, but that's kind of my job at school. Um, so I'm a strength coach. So I kind of um, yeah, I've got a gym at school, and I can use that whenever I want. So, but yeah, Jeez, I'm a, I'm a big um like, and I know you're kind of, you're getting this way of lifting, well, heavy for a runner. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not lifting heavy, but we're lifting heavier than what for most runner. runners do. It. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely
0: definitely helps. I think just from an injury, an in well, yeah, injury um point of view.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So that was my week.
0: That's great, man. It sounds like you're really, you're really, um, yeah, moving, moving super well. I'm excited to see, see you race. You haven't raced uh, this year other than just the the World Cross Trials and then World Cross, right?
1: Yep, yep, yeah. So just those two races.
0: How did you find World Cross?
1: Oh, it was epic. I had, I loved it. It was such a crazy day, and I think the mixture of it being World Cross, which is just such an insane race, it being in Australia. And then the weather, it was just like, it was epic. And like, I I was really happy with how I ran. So I was just, I I loved the day. I thought it was awesome. I was actually a little bit jealous that I couldn't like be a spectator. I reckon it would have been awesome fun being there watching the race and especially like with the weather coming in and like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, Crazy course. And I never thought I'd see that many people at an athletics meet and then I saw just as many a week later at Mora Murray Plant. So I was just like loving life. I thought it was great.
0: So good. It was it was insane to see. When I was looking at your IAAF profile just before this, going over some of your PBs, I was reading the world world cross and I read it like 10 times because it said in you know big bold letters, um, Bathurst 44th World Cross Country Championships. And I'm like looking at it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, forty fourth. He was not forty fourth. He was right behind Brett. And I'm reading it and reading it and reading yeah. it. And then I realised they meant it's the forty fourth world champs. And then I look across. Edition. and It's like you got yeah, you got thirty third.
1: I was like, okay, right. yeah, that, that's right. I'm, I'm glad you didn't read out forty fourth. I would have been dirty on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was I was really happy and had a good had a good little uh, tussle with Brett, which was good fun.
0: Yeah, it looked like both of you were sort of going um, yo yoing in front of each other.
1: Mm. You just
0: had
1: yeah. to let him beat you, didn't you? I was so pissed off. He, I got past him and I was like, yeah, that's enough. And then we <laughs> kind of come through the tires and I'm like, hey, he's still behind me. And then he just got a little, just out kicked me up the hill. And then it's the downhill. People wouldn't realize, but it is actually re- really steep and it didn't look that steep on, on the camera. And it was actually really hard to run because they had, I think there was like asphalt, because um, it's like a parking lot where we finished. There was like asphalt strips. And there's actually rises where you'd run up and down. So it was like up and down while you're going down a oh. quite a steep hill. And he got me on that corner. And I was like, fuck, I'm not catching him. And I was like, oh, I'm but no, it was it was good fun. Good fun out there with him.
0: All you have to do now is run faster than him in London.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it might be uh, checking Strava <laughs> once I finish just to, to see who got it. But I, th- I think he'll I think he'll have me covered. But um yeah, you never know.
0: Uh, Andy, obviously, um, you know you're not on a podcast every single week, so the listeners don't know as much about you as, say, some of the, um, you know, Brett and and myself and some of the other, other runners that are sort of in yeah. the in the media a little bit more than than yourself. One thing um, I really w- wanted to know, and I think it's quite relatable to this marathon that you've got uh, coming up, how do you measure success? Like, is it one dimensional? Um, whether it's just like the time that you're going to run, um, or is it more how you're going to execute the race plan, you know, adaptability, mindset. How are you reflecting on uh, Hamburg Marathon as whether it's successful or not?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good question. I reckon if you if you ask me this previously before I started doing marathoning, I would have a big component of it for me was. I was really trying to build the running culture in Bendigo because like I've I've been in Bendigo since I was five and when I was growing up, there was no good runners. Like if someone ran 30 minutes for 10K, that was a massive like race for someone in Bendigo. And for me, I was really trying to build the culture of running in Bendigo whereas now that I'm kind of on the verge and have made a few of those Australian teams, that's my <laughs> really big... Goal. Like, I'm
0: just, la- just laughing at the thought. It's like, yeah, you know, you're all, you know, you're thinking about the, the bigger picture and you're so selfless. And it's like, now I've got a and taste of
1: success. Yes. All
0: that can fuck right off. <laughs>
1: it's all about me now. Exactly. All about me. Um, but no, that's like because I'm like, re- I really, really want to try to make the Olympics. And so like, I'm like fully, really, and I think I can like make Paris. And that's probably my big, big picture. That's what I want to work towards. And I see Hamburg as a stepping stone because like I've only done two marathons before. One of them was a championship race being Com Games. And I I just, I feel like I didn't learn that much about the marathon because it was like a little bit slow to start with. It was quite a challenging course. Like it wasn't a really deep field. Um, there wasn't like pacemakers, that kind of stuff. So my big goal this year is to try to do two good marathons and kind of get out of my comfort zone in a marathon, which I don't think I've done yet. So for me, like if I go to Hamburg and I kind of put put it on the line a little bit, obviously you need to be careful in a marathon because you can't just go out and run like three minute Ks and get to halfway and go, oh yeah, that's me done. Like, cause I think that's just a bit stupid. So you need to be realistic, but I really just want to put myself out there. So whatever that is, if I run a PB, I'll be happy. Um, but more so if I kind of, get out of that comfort zone and probably get to probably like 30 32k and not feel super comfortable which is what I've done in my last two I'll be happy.
0: It's really well said. I think yeah. Um, yeah, I think from from all reports with how you and, and with how your training's going, I don't see why you can't run. You know, you mentioned something there early on when we were speaking in about the pace groups and you're like, oh, my, you know, there won't be paces for me, 2.11, 2.12 sort of thing. It's like, mm. shit, I reckon you can go, I think you should be going at two
1: 2.10. No, I, I do agree. Um, like if you're
0: on 2.10 pace, it's like this getting out of your comfort zone is then trying to, you know, at 30K, see if you can pick it up to go sub 2.10.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's Obviously, you're not going for the
0: Aussie record, you know, 207 or something like that. That's that's talking unrealistic at this point of your career, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I fully agree. I'd really like to go over there and just have that confidence to run that that kind of 210. And that's probably where I'm at a bit of a disadvantage and where, say, someone like you, because you train and you spend all your time around like Brett and Jack and all that. And they're the times they run where it's like, I don't do that. So I kind of look at my like I look at 2:12 and I think that's a pretty good marathon time whereas I don't actually think it's when I really think about it it's not that good and I pr- probably set limitations on myself a little bit because I'm not surrounded by the best of the best.
0: There's definitely uh, positives um, and negatives of that, you know. The positive yeah. as you as you mentioned is that I You know, if I am as regularly training as good as those guys and racing as good as those guys, well, then I know I am the best. But the negative is that I, you know, in the past, or I've tried, yeah, that, and I've tried to keep up with them. And when I probably am not fit enough, and you get hurt. Whereas you Mm. know, you being in Bendigo is the best, the best runner in Bendigo. You've got people around you, sort of training, coming in and out of your sessions. But at the end of the day, you are the best.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I really want to try to go over there and run. Like, I th- I think I'm capable of running 210, but that's easy to say, sitting here on a bed in Bendigo, and it's a lot different when you get over there and you kind of start running that pace. But that's um, I, I think this is new, yeah, new,
0: new self confidence. You sound quite different to um, when I've spoken to you in the past. Like, you know, we don't we don't catch up that much. I remember speaking to you it would have been pre Hamburg last year. We spoke yep. at um, Gels Park. Realise. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah, talking yeah. to you about it and you just as seems like a quite different Andy Buchanan speaking now that, yeah. than, than then.
1: The new Andy. New Andy <laughs> New Job. Hey? Um,
0: no, that was yeah. <laughs> no,
1: nah, oh, I think good. I think just through um like Com Games and then World Cross, I think I've just got that added confidence. and um, making those teams and yeah, I, th- I think I think you are right and it's probably something I haven't noticed but I think I am a lot more confident and I feel like I belong on that stage a little bit more because of my last year whereas probably at that Gels Park, I felt like I belonged on the, like the AV XCR stage but not the world stage kind of thing. So um, hopefully that confidence transfers into a fast marathon.
0: Yeah, there you go, Annie. You do definitely deserve to be on that world stage. Um, so really, really good luck, man. Hope you hope you absolutely kill it.
1: No, nah, thanks, mate. We'll um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I am looking forward to heading over again, and I really like going to London, so that'll be good um, hanging out with hanging out with Brett um, instead of Ed Goddard this time, which will be good fun.
0: <laughs> they're, they're, nah, I like Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ed too. They're both they're both uh, interesting Pretty personalities. Similar. Both quite similar. I'd say the only thing is that Brett doesn't embroider his clothes.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping Brett doesn't run with his phone playing music as well. <laughs> we'll see.
0: <laughs> hey, Andy, one uh, one last question to to finish on. Um, I was speaking to to Brett and and Riley um, earlier today, and I just said to them, "Hey, any, any questions for Andy?" And you know, Brett sort of came back with pretty much everything that I, you know, some of the things I'd already asked you. Um, but one question Riley had for you, um, and I think this, he, I don't know if he means in the race or in in Hamburg or just. Moving forward, but he said, "Will he wear appropriately sized shorts?"
1: <laughs> does does this mean that I my shorts are too big? Yeah, is that what? Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> I hope I do because I won't be wearing Australian kit. So
0: <laughs> every time you wear, every time you're yeah. on, in the Oz kit, you you I'm like, like <laughs> you go through your your uh, uniform order and you just go and you know like you know medium singlet, medium
1: jacket, shorts XL. Excel the the Eddie Betts special. <laughs> yeah, Well, I suppose because I haven't made many Australian teams, I don't know what the what the uniform requirements like. So I think I'll try and I don't know. It's worked for me pretty well so far. So I might try and that might be my that might be my thing. But that's good by Riley. I'll I'll pay that.
0: So <laughs> it's I'll, quite good.
1: I will. I'll be wearing the. I'll probably wear some Nike ones. So hopefully they fit. They fit well. We'll see
0: perfect Andy well thank you so much for coming on and good luck can't wait to uh, update the listeners with how you go
1: uh, cheers mate thanks for having me on Joel
0: see you mate
1: yeah.